And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 302. We're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harris. Welcome along to the show. And uh, don't forget, we're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, and we're a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. So uh, we do have a couple of shout-outs here to do before we get started with the show this week. We have some new followers over here on Podbean, and yes, I've been remiss. Uh, big uh, warm welcome to John Warner Media, ML Horner, Hotch, Serviette de Table, I guess it is, Serviceman Azer Jakarta Huarta. I'm not even sure what that is, but okay. <laughs> anyway, Dippin' Dalip, Finite Two, and Southern Skippa. Welcome along to uh, Radio Free Asgard. I hope you stick around. Of course, feel free to chime in. Feel free to join the Facebook group, and etc., etc. Also want to uh, welcome along the newest member of the Radio Free Asgard Facebook group, and that is Mr. Dwayne Sharp. So welcome along, Dwayne. And uh, once again, hope you do feel free to join in to all the shenanigans around here, such as they are. All right, so this week we are finishing up the Journey into Mystery SIF run, and this week we are covering issue number 655, and we'll do so right after this little bit of music. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming All right, and this week, like I said, we're covering Journey into Mystery number 655, and the issue is the final issue of the Journey into Mystery run featuring the Lady Sif. Cover art is by Jeff DeCal and shows uh, Sif with very plump-looking lips, like she's had some work done, and uh, Beta Ray Bill and Sif and... The there's another woman on the cover who I can't identify and doesn't appear actually in the issue, so I'm not really sure who she is. I don't, she's not Gaia. Uh, she's wearing some kind of a costume, and I have absolutely no clue who this is supposed to be. But they're all being blown out of the spaceship of, of some description, and um, there's a lot of wonkiness here. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But but Sif's hands look like they're made out of plastic. Um, and the, the, yeah, there's some, the, her face is gorgeous, but, but I think this is the weakest cover that we've had yet, but anyway, it's the final issue. So, you know, what is it going to do? Reduce sales. Anyway, uh, we open up to the, uh, the summary page where we have what else? The summary, the Asgardian warrior goddess Sif took the ailing all mother Gaia to one of Tony Stark's space stations to isolate her and help her recover. The isolation was cut short when a mysterious ship forced Beta Ray Bill and his companion, T. Asha Ra, to crash his sentient AI ship Scuttlebutt into the satellite. 
The unknown ship appeared to be an ark containing specimens of life from all across the galaxy. Although the ship's properties seemed to heal Gaia, it also joined the consciousness of Scuttlebutt with T. Ashara's body. Just as Sif began to suspect that there'd be more to the strange vessel's tampering, the ship turned Stark's tech against her and revealed the All-Mother in her new monstrous form. Yes, you remember that? Seeds of Destruction, the conclusion. The same creative team as last time. Catherine Eminen was the writer. Valerio Schitti is the artist. Jordi Belair did the coloring. VCs Clayton Cowles is the letterer. Jeff DeCal did the cover. Jacob Thomas is the assistant editor. Lauren Sankovic is the editor. Axel Alonzo, the editor-in-chief. Joe Casada is the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher. And Alan Fine is the executive producer. We open up the issue at the Grouse Mountain Observatory in British Columbia, where we have a starry, starry sky and a couple of people, um, uh, a dark-skinned woman and a kind of scruffy, uh, yeah, kind of scruffy guy, a uh, white guy, and they're working at this uh, telescope, I guess you could say. And the scruffy guy says, you ever read those stories? And the woman is like, could you be more specific? Like those sexy fairy tale stories written by that vampire lady. Is your girlfriend leaving books around the house again? Mine does it all the time. Thinks my reading is too narrow. Well, that's odd. And uh, she starts tapping the screen because the data, something about the data is weird. What's odd about it? You know, like Sleeping Beauty and Rapunzel and Vines and Forests and stuff? But sexy. Forests? Like Thoreau? Now why is that moving? That's not a fairy tale. Why is what moving? Sunday lunches at your mom's country house? Someone else to do your laundry? No biting flies? That's not a fairy tale? It's not sexy. Is that meant to be moving? It's a little bit sexy, and no. I'm going to go make some more coffee. Well, I'll just stay here change at this desk then. I'm sure this anomaly means nothing. Everything's always hunky-dory in space. And we shift to the, um, uh, the space station where we see the uh, monstrously... Monsterfully? I don't know if that's not a word. That's Monsterfully is definitely not a word. Uh, <laughs> the monsterfully changed uh, Gaia. And again, she's got her uh, big sharp teeth. And she seems to have developed a, a nasty underbite now uh, with her like bottom teeth pointing like straight out and all fangy and, and shit. She's got uh, Tiasha Ra in one hand. Um, she is kind of wrapped around with vines around... Uh, uh, Scuttlebutt, the, uh, the, the, the well, I guess the remains of Scuttlebutt, the Beta Ray Bill ship, and she's kind of looped in um, vinyly into the um, Avengers satellite thing, too. Tiashara screaming out, Bill, I am all right, all right? And Bill's like, Gaia, release her! And Gaia's like, You will be healed! And it's not very reassuring coming from her in this state. And uh, Bill's got his hammer, and he's starting to swing it around a little bit. He says, Earth Mother, you may have been, but I care little for what you've become, lady. And uh, it looks like he's getting ready to strike, but Sif tackles him out of nowhere, and she's like, Bill, no! And they, they go flying, and um, Sif lands on top of him, and he's, she's shouting at him, No, I cannot let you harm the mother of all that lives and breathes on Midgard. 
Let me up, you harridan. That devil put the mind of Scuttlebutt into Tiashara's body and now is going to kill them both. But she hasn't yet. We will find another way. Sif, are you blind? That alien ship has turned Gaia into a monster. You'll have to only look at her. Do I need to get you a mirror, says Sif. Um, and she kind of cuffs uh, Batery Bill across the face. She, I guess, feels sorry for what she said then. She says, uh, apologies, that was wrong. But even so transformed, I must believe that Gaia persists. I know what it is to be lost inside oneself. I am certain that Scuttlebutt, that Tiasha Ra, is alive for the moment. But we have a greater problem. What could possibly be... And there's a rumbling, uh, rumble, 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 and we see some, like, smoke coming up. And um, Sif says, we are moving. And they can tell they're moving because the floor kind of comes out from under them. <laughs> Sif is going to fall down into some kind of a crevice or out into space or something. It's really kind of hard to know what's going to happen because they're, you know, in space and they're kind of not very well protected out here. But anyway... Uh, Beta Ray Bill reaches out and grabs her hand and, and pulls her up uh, to sort of, like, I don't know, part of the wreckage that's in the air. And um, they're looking at um, Gaia, and she's singing, um, We will go on! And, <laughs> and the Siva's saying, When I was trapped outside the dome, I saw the stars shift and change. That ship is pulling away from the asteroid. It will take everything with it, says Bill. There is no time to waste. We must inveigle our way into the clutches of the monster. No. Stop disagreeing with me. We cannot be left behind, but neither will I be captured. Then what do you suggest? The ship. God's woman, you might have noticed we have no ship. Scuttlebutt, she says. Scuttlebutt is being lifted up in the background by the red ship. And all of a sudden, it looks like it's tearing loose with, with a creak. And, and Bill says, can you jump that high? Can you, says Sif. Stormbreaker can. And so he, she uh, grabs onto Bill. And uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's not really a hug. But you, know, you can see that she's enjoying getting close with him. And it went. Anyway, um, and Bill says, aren't you going to wish me luck? And she says, no, Why? And they go taking off into uh, into the sky, and they land directly on the ruins of Bill's ship. Um, and uh, nice, nice couple of panels here where they where they take off and they land on the ship, and they crash on the inside where the tendrils of the uh, the red ship are coming through, and um, they land and with a wham and ugh, and uh, Bill says success, and so says. Verily, and they're, they're like hugging at this point, and, and Sif is like, hmm, what is it? Nothing, a memory. And uh, then they start floating around and being tossed around inside the ship, <laughs> and Sif is like, ah, no gravity. Be glad that Stormbreaker was swift in its aim true, and now I pray that you are wrong. About what? about our destination. And we see the sort of, um, it's almost like a, a membrane or something that's, uh, or maybe this is the dome of, of air that was over the, the ruins and it's following them as they go. But the, uh, the red ship is taking off and it, 
it definitely has um, Beta Ray Bill's ship in its grasp, but they're separating now from the, the asteroid where the Avengers base was. And we get a two-panel look at, again, the, uh, the guy in the, in the observatory, and he's looking at screens and, and uh, then falls back to sleep and is snoring, so ignoring basically what's going on in space. And we see the, um, the ships taking off, and leaving actually a bit of the red ship behind, I guess it's broken off or ruined or whatever, and goes taking off into the, uh, the outer reaches of, the, of outer space. We see Gaia, and uh, she's looking at Tiasha Ra, and Tiasha Ra's kind of standing on her hand. Her hand is like this big, sharp, clawed thing. It's a very sort of insecty, um, not, not at all like you would expect Gaia's hand to be. And Tiasha Ra's looking pretty uh, scared. She's saying, Gaius, that is, Carbonite in form, but the mind, a machine. You are made of stars. Yes, says Tiashara, and she gets tunked into one of these uh, cylinders, like the pipe organ pipes that we talked about before. And come to remember, you know, <laughs> we saw... Um, Gaia eating these, so maybe she's putting her away for a little snack for later. And uh, we see her kind of sitting all alone in a bunch of empty uh, tubes around here. We shift back to the ruins of Bill's ship, and it's been it's kind of overgrown with, with the red ship's tendrils, and Sif is leading the way, and Bill's like, Are you sure this is the right way? The ceiling is low. You may try to walk fully upright if you wish, Bill. I meant the right direction. Because I, never mind. And they come across the um, the room with the pipe organ pipes in it. And um, Bill's like, how are we going to find her in all of this? I have an idea, says Sif. And she just yells out, Tiashara, Scuttlebutt. <laughs> and Bill's, his eyes go really wide. And he looks aghast. He's like, are you insane? We need to reconnoiter. Then we can begin working from the top down, front to back. Eliminate all the containers not big enough to hold a body. You see how I am believing you that she is still in one piece? And and he's going because Sif has taken her hand and clamped his uh, mouth closed. She's uh, hearing something and she's like, shh, listen. There's a ding, ding, ding noise like, kind of like that. And it turns out to be uh, Tiashara, and she's right nearby, and she's in one of the pipe organ tubes, like I said. And um, Bill and, and Sif make their way to the, the tube, and Sif is climbing up it, and Bill says, You must have the ears of a bat. You were just too busy outlining your plan. Tiashara is uh, kind of grabbing Sif's hand to be pulled out of the tube, and she's saying, I was hoping it would be you. As were we, said Sif. And they grab her and pull her out. And Bill is being concerned for her. And she says, are you hurt? I am fine. Are you well enough to move? I am fine, but... I can carry you if you are not. Bill. Yes? Stop. Stopping, says Bill. I'm not going anywhere. You cannot be serious, says Bill. This thing is saving you to eat, says Sif. It saved me. It saved me, period. It took Tiashara because she is a wholly original being. But when her body was dying and Scuttlebutt was irreparably damaged, it tried to heal them both. 
And here I am. He tried to make us whole. We are none of us whole, says Sif. I think it was trying to do the same with Gaia, but she's more powerful than anything it knows. Elemental, organic. And what is it doing with the manufactured organics of the garden? I think it doesn't know what to do with them. It is confused. But I think it wants more, and it knows where to find them now. When I plugged into the remains of Scuttlebutt, the mainframe was threaded through the tentacles from that thing, and it was running some kind of subroutine, kept calling itself Eden. That is a tale that did not end well, says Bill. We're leaving. And he goes to grab Chiashara, and, and she goes, No, but you must. You need to find the altitude suits, and you need to jump. Get in front of this ship. Try to slow it with Stormbreaker. And if not, we at least can beat it to Midgard, Bill. She is correct in her analysis. Bill, you are done. You have rescued me. Now I can try to continue to reach the brain of this thing and change its mind. Do you remember saying that you did not know what for what purpose Tiashara was made? Yes. Perhaps we will find out. And we shift to Earth and we have uh, kind of a kind of a montage here of people doing different things. You get a guy looks like he's playing World of Warcraft. We've got a, um, a fighter pilot. We got a an old guy watching TV. Uh, we got airports and um so all the power is being disrupted on Earth and um, the, you know, people are getting mad because the TV doesn't work or the video game doesn't work or whatever. And they're throwing stuff around. So, so this uh, approach of the ships is, is it's disrupting you know, TV signals and phone signals and all this other stuff and there's lots of chaos going on. We shift back to the ship and Bill is complaining, uh, why does my head have to be so damn big? Why indeed, says Sif. What are you looking for? Helmet. Bill, you don't need one. Stop this madness. It is not your doing. If I had just looked after her better, watched over her more closely. Bill, it's all right. And Bill finds uh, a helmet and a cape. And Sif says, it's all right that you didn't love her. But I should have, says Bill. He goes, enough. Are you ready? And she grabs onto Bill, and they're going to be taken off, and she says, always. And they go taking off into space, and they're racing ahead of the red ship. And Siv is thinking to herself, we cannot change who we love, but odds blood do they change us. And they are grabbed by tentacles coming out from the red ship, and you know, trying to keep them from getting ahead. And Siv is like, ah, stop it. And she's shouting out to Gaia, Kaya, please stop this thing. Please listen. And then she looks like she's, I don't know, praying or just kind of you know, concentrating of some, some kind. She says out loud, You must hear me. Earth needs your ministrations, needs healing, but not this way. And over the radio, uh, Bill's voice comes, You are wasting your time. Bill, help me. There is something. Someone is listening. I can feel it. You can feel it? Since when? What are you turning into? We are not a problem to be solved. Just because something is incomplete does not mean it's broken. And we get a glimpse here of Tiasha Ra, and she is um, in the red ship, and she's kind of melding with it, and it's kind of taking over the body, and it looks like she's bleeding out of her eyes, and there's like tendrils like going into her body, and 
and draining her, and her skin is baggy and shit. So, yeah, Tiasha Rod doesn't look good here. And she says, Keep talking, Sif. They hear you. They hear you. And Sif says, We evolve. We change. But at every stage, we cannot be other than what we are. It cannot be otherwise. Gaia knows this. Learn from her. Please, you have come to look on life as not as a puzzle, but as a problem. It cannot be solved, cannot be perfected, only nurtured. Please. And there's a, um, like a green crackling coming from the front of the ship. And then a huge green explosion. And it's like it's no sound because obviously it's space. There's no sound. And um, like a big green crackling explosion. And there's this sort of green lightning coming out from the center of it, like tendrils. And um, Sif is like, what is? And then she gets knocked aside. And um, Bill is there. And uh, Bill grabs her and uh, he says, I've got you. Uh, Sif is like, ugh. And the, the caption says, who knows for what purpose we were formed. And we then shift to Asgardia, which is hovering over Broxton, Oklahoma, as we know. And there are uh, people on the ground kind of looking up at what's going on. And um, there's, um, there's a girl with a Beta Ray Bill doll. <laughs> Um, I guess it's one, it could be one of Volstagg's kids. These, these look like Asgardian people, not Oklahoma people. She goes, falling stars, the little kid. And all of a sudden, Beta Ray and, and Sif crash down with a whomp. And uh, the green lightning is still kind of coming out of them. Sif is thinking, and for what end? And uh, she gasps, and there's a giant Cthulhu. So we have a big green explosion and we see a couple of figures coming out of the explosion and it turns out to be Gail looking very much the way she's supposed to look, uh, you know, healthy and beautiful and all that. And also uh, holding her by the hand is uh, Tiasha Ra, uh, looking much better than we saw her in the last panel. <laughs> and and uh, there's a little bit of a caption here and it says, uh, Behold, from an ark, a birth, from a seed, a beginning. And in the beginning there was nothing, and out of that nothingness spun rivers and ice and stars and fire. Then came blood and bone, came seed and issue, came great and mighty dreams. I know that these are the stories that create us, but also that we are all both the teller and the listener. The scribe and the voice, the ballad and the source, unspooling forever. And we see that... Uh, uh, Gaia and Tiasha Ra are now back on the ground and there are people coming down like the steps in Asgardia kind of see what's going on and Bill is there and he goes, Tiasha Ra? And she says, Yes. I am so glad, my lady. But I'm not alone. Gods, no, but do not fear. We will travel the stars. We will search out the finest physicians. You will be restored. We... Bill? And uh, she kind of closes his mouth with her hand the way Sif did earlier. We will travel the stars. But first, we must find a new ship to house our friend Scuttlebutt here. And she opens up her hand and she has the, the data cube that has uh, Scuttlebutt's programming in it. So we have both Tiasha Ra is back and also Scuttlebutt is back. But now they're separated. They're not together anymore. And Bill looks all happy, and he pulls uh, Tiasha Ra close, 
And uh, she says, I thought you'd be pleased. And uh, Bill picks her up and is looking at her like he's about to give her a big old horsey bite. <laughs> because he doesn't can't really kiss Candy because he doesn't have any lips. But anyway, um, we then shift scenes over to uh, where Sif and Gaia are, are speaking as this, all this is going on. And uh, Sif is talking to uh, Gaia here. You have found what you were looking for. We found it together, Sif. You never left me. I will always be grateful. It looks like there is some gardening to be done, says Sif. Do you think Broxton would like a zoo? It would be a tremendous boost to their local economy. Well, hunting season might get a little interesting this year. We should probably not let that happen. And you, my dear lady, how does it feel to be the source of all these living and growing things? In this, as in all things, I defer to the great goddess in you, Mother Gaia. But if I am being completely honest, I would rather escort Hogan home after two weeks of debauchery in an alehouse while Fandral regaled us with tales of his own conquest rendered in rhyming couplets. I would rather watch Volstagg struggle to make a grocery list on a budget. I would rather cut off my own arm and sew it on backwards, except that would actually be useful in battle. I would rather spend eternity playing board games with Gudrun's children and they always win. I would rather be banished to a pocket dimension inhabited only by teeny tiny dragons that are too small to stab and that whine incessantly when you step on them and then when they do not even have the courtesy to die. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And the caption says, all right, we get it. The end. And that is Journey into Mystery number 655, the last of the Sifrun. And uh, yeah, let's talk about what we think about this right after this brief message from one of our friends. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who's Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> the girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we are back. So, of course, we have a few things to say about the issue. First of all, there's a few things that I wanted to, to point out that are a little wonky. Now, the story is one of those stories that it just doesn't hold together for me. Now that the story is done, it doesn't seem really clear to me what happened in it. We have Tiasha Ra. She seems to be the key to it, as far as she being the merging of Tiasha Ra and Scuttlebutt and somehow convinces this red ship thing to let everyone go and heal Gaia and everything be fine. But the motivation of the ship to begin with has never been clear. It, it's really, it's rather a weak ending to the story because we never really found out what it is that the red ship wanted, you know, other than life, life, life. But it already had that, kind of. I mean, it was already kind of a zoo ship. Um, and 
So story-wise, this doesn't really hold together for me at the end. Characterizations I like a lot. You know, Sif is a, a fun character. Beta Ray Bill is a fun character. It's, I guess it's really hard to tell a good Beta Ray Bill story. And, and you know, I think they do a pretty reasonable job with him here. But overall, this, this last little story arc doesn't work well for me. If only because we've created a big mess... We've thrown a few you know, blocks in the path of our heroes, but the motivations of, of the, the antagonists were not clear, and the ending just seems very pat and, and very wrapped up neatly for no apparent reason. I mean, yeah, I don't think that they could have you know, extended this for another issue without it really seeming like they're stretching it out, but it just seems like a, a very weak ending to what could have been a really interesting story. Um, Art-wise, there's a lot of wonkiness. There's a lot of um, there's things that a lot of things that don't look right, and I think the cover is sort of epitomizes that. First of all, we have Sif with this enormous like collagen lips, which is very unlike anything that that Sif should have. I don't know if they used a photo reference or what. Generally speaking, I like Decal's work. I like I like the way he does faces, and this just for some reason, just strikes me the wrong way. It took me out of it because they look like they were lips that had been pumped full of collagen, and I can't see Sif doing that. Um, her hands don't look like real hands. I don't know what the the colorist or the inker or any of the... Yeah, I don't know what they did, but nobody looks good on this cover. The, it's got a nice layout. It's got an interesting you know, kind of a spiral layout where things are, because people are being sucked out into space, so including the logo. And then that works. I, I kind of like the look of it. But when you, the more you look at the cover, the more you notice that's weird about it. Everything from the fact that uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill is completely wrong. <laughs> um, you know, he, he's built completely wrong. His face is completely wrong. His hands are completely wrong. Um, you've got this, this other woman who is behind Sif being sucked out into space it's not Gaia. It's not Tia Shara. I don't know who it is. I don't recognize this character. You know, so they're just kind of being sucked out into space with them. So this never happened in the book. I mean, not like this anyway. And plus we have the weird character that we have no idea who it is. You know, it's the last issue. So maybe they figured, oh, okay, it's the last issue. Who gives a shit? But those things pull me out of the story sometimes. Um, like I said, the, the wonkiness in the art, it kind of is all the way through, but, but I think it's particularly obvious in the cover. Um, it makes me wonder, okay, were they trying to really make a deadline because they had to get the trade out, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, because otherwise, I love this artist's work. I think Valerio Shiti is a, is a gorgeous artist. Um, there's some things I don't like about, about the way they, they deal with Bill, Beta Ray Bill, I get it. He's a tough character to draw. He's got a horse face. You know, I, a lot of um, you know times people don't draw him right. What bothers me about Sheedy's work on him here is that he, they, he gives him dog teeth. Um, he doesn't have dog teeth. He doesn't have these big canine, sharp, you know, vampire teeth. He, you know, he's got like flat horse teeth, and that's the way he's always been drawn. And now he's got kind of fangs. So unless yeah, Beta Ray Bill became a vampire, and I'm not aware of it. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so in the end, kind of an unsatisfying ending to the Sif series. It's just too bad. You know, I think that Sif is one of those characters who could conceivably carry her own book. Well, they tried anyway, you know, and, and there's some good stuff of the Berserker plot and, and that. And, and by and large, I, I like this Journey into Mystery run. But this last story arc, yeah, doesn't quite do it for me. Anyway, so that's enough complaining by me. Uh, what did you think? You can let us know. You can email us. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also join us on the Facebook group. Just look for Radio Free Asgard there, and you will find us. Once again, welcome along to all the new folks out there. Uh, you know, hope you participate. Hope you uh, let us know what you think, and uh, just tell us uh, what you thought. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. All right, so it's time to go back over the Rainbow Bridge, slide down the rainbow back to Midgard through the Bifrost, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast, and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>